1: have a chance to win the stanley cup there's not many teams at the beginning of the year that can say that we have a chance to and, and it, it's got to be on us to, to make that happen you're listening to the san
2: jose sharks morning tide with ted ramey this is our opportunity our time is
1: is now our window is now 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 Burns keeps it in Shoots slides
0: night at the tank what a performance from the San Jose Sharks good morning everyone and welcome to Morning Tide I'm your host Ted Ramey and I am still buzzing off of that performance last night from the San Jose Sharks that was simply put The realization of everything we thought they could be when they were playing at an exceptionally high level midseason when everybody was healthy. This is what we had envisioned. This is what we thought they could eventually turn into. But with the injuries to Eric Carlson, but with the inconsistencies on defense, but with the trouble at goalkeeping, we didn't know if this would actually ever come to be. And to see it actually happen that way at the Tank, it just makes you very, very hopeful for what's going to come next. And listen, I know people are saying, Leezy there, Ted. It's game one. You got to win three more. Let's just take this one game at a time. And I agree, but listen. In the playoffs, when the highs are high, you gotta ride them. When the lows are low, you gotta sink down to that level and roll around in it too. Right now we're experiencing a high, and we are going to continue to react to that because the sharks played their best game of the year in the biggest game of the year, and they looked like everything we hoped they could be. Eric Carlson was fantastic. Brent Burns was fantastic, was fantastic. Mark-Edouard Vlasic was fantastic. You look at those three elite defensemen, incredibly impactful difference makers for the Sharks last night. You had Joe Pavelski taking pucks off of his mouth and scoring a goal at the same time. You had an absolutely fantastic night for Martin Jones. Let's talk about Jones for a second. This is a guy who we've seen it time and time again. He is better in the playoffs than he is in the regular season. He saves his best performances for the biggest games. Now, I understand that it can be problematic over this course of 82 games that if he's not playing at that high of a level all the time, you do get concerned. But I also understand that this guy has a certain level of his game that he elevates when it's the postseason. And I'm not saying he's intentionally... um, you know, declining during the regular season or anything like that. I just think some guys need that psychological push to be the best keeper they can be. And we got that out of Martin Jones on Wednesday night. We saw Martin Jones make some spectacular saves. We saw hashtag playoff Jones in full-on hashtag playoff mode. And that was just the entirety of what we saw from the Sharks. I mean, it was just a fantastic performance. And the building... My lord, I mean, you go back to the 30th of March when Las Vegas was in town, I thought that was a really good environment. I thought that it felt like it would during the playoffs. Uh, I was completely wrong because that atmosphere at the tank last night was simply spectacular. I mean, it was as loud as I have ever heard it from from the tank. And I've been to a lot of playoff games at the tank. I have been to a lot of events at the tank. And when Vlasic scored that goal off the assist from first Kane and then Jumbo, that place erupted. It absolutely erupted. And it was just, it was, it was it felt big. I mean, we went into this game. It didn't feel like the opening round of the playoffs. It didn't feel like game one of the opening round. It all felt bigger than the entirety of all of it. And, and I think that you just felt that pressure from everyone. Plus you combine the fact that that there was revenge on the line. Now, I don't know, you know, the players, they don't want to acknowledge it that much. The coaches, they don't want to acknowledge it. They just say, hey, you know, everybody hates everybody in this conference or in this division or whatever. But we're the fans. We are the people who are defined by our pettiness. We say that team wears a different color than us, screw them. So we acknowledge that revenge is on our minds. We acknowledge that we hold something against Las Vegas for what happened last year for the fact that in their first year of existence they had this marshmallow laden walk to the Stanley Cup final whereas the Sharks had to struggle for year after year after year as I like to say to some Las Vegas fan who thinks they know is struggling where's your quadruple overtime where's your quadruple overtime series ending playoff loss huh where's that in your scrapbook of hockey fandom. Because I I got mine. I remember mine. I don't know. I'm starting to go off on a bit of a tangent. I I just don't really like Las Vegas that much. But the fact of the matter is. We as fans. That's legit. We are allowed to acknowledge our disdain for Las Vegas. Now I'm not saying that this extends on anything more than a pure emotional level there's nothing rational about it and I'm sure the people that are Las Vegas fans are fine people and I'm sure the players on their team are fine people but like I said the colors they wear the uniforms they wear the sweater they wear is oppositional of what we stand for so we dislike them and so we take glee in defeating them in game one of this series all right, and let's get into that win over the Vegas Golden Knights on Wednesday night at the Tank. It was an evenly matched battle throughout much of the first period, back and forth, end-to-end action with some, well, relatively questionable officiating. But the Sharks, on the power play, were able to find the back of the net with a little assistance from Joe Pavelski and
2: his team. This is a series of attrition. It is a series of will over skill, even though there's plenty of skill on both sides. LeBanc taking the draw here against Stashny. Stashny will win it, but he can't clear. Burns keeps it in, holds it, shoots tip scar. How about that in front of Annette? The tip goes in on the Burns shot up high. Gus Nyquist was in front of it. Joe Pavelski also there, and Pavelski took the front of that as the Sharks lead 1-0 over Vegas with 5.18 left in the first.
0: So the Sharks went into the first intermission with a 1-0 lead. When they came back out, it was again, more of the same that we saw in the first period. Back and forth, end-to-end action. It looked like two very evenly matched teams. One of the things that I talked about yesterday was I felt that the fact that even though these two teams had astounding amounts of top-level talent, that the Sharks' top talent was just that much better, and I think that was the case, and it really shined
2: through in the second period. Brent Burns. Theodore and Pacioretty move in. Theodore couldn't get around the check from Eric Carlson. Good 10 second. seconds left in the three-on-three comes Carlson up ice, exchange with Vertle across the line, drops for Burns, walks left circle, fires, he's Star. How sweet it is for Brent Burns as he snaps one from the left circle, three on three, and the San Jose Sharks have a 2-0 lead, Carlson will get the primary assist.
0: And the flexing continued, Pickles come on
2: down first to the puck. so gets it back to the front side. Thornton's shot. Flurry knocking that down. As King gets it back for Thornton. Vlasic shoots. Goal!
0: By the way, what an absolutely unbelievable pass from Joe Thornton. Just beautiful. Couldn't have put Vlasic in a better position, but that's exactly what Jumbo was. But then... Vegas wanted to get themselves back into the game, Mr. Stone. Patcher
2: ready. Shoots, deflected, they score. Mark Stone, and it's 3 1. But
0: the Sharks had an answer in the waning moments of the second period.
2: Lifted clear now by the Sharks, into the offensive end, short of icing. Nyquist giving Schmidt all kinds of trouble on the left boards, poked it free. Popped back, Carlson shoots, tip, star! (laughs) What a goal by Evander Kane. A perfectly placed tip with a stick. Eric Carlson gets his second assist, and the Sharks are up four to one. That's a pretty good way to end a second period with only 17 seconds left on the clock. So after two, the
0: Sharks are up 4-1 in game one. Las Vegas, however, would not die quietly. They came back with one more on the board with less than five minutes left to go.
2: Here's Pacioretty with it now, sends it back for Theodore. Over to Stone, shoots, scores. Second goal of the game for Mark Stone, and Vegas has life again. 4-2 with four and a half to go.
0: Oh, but you know what, Randy? That life for Vegas would be
2: short-lived. it over to the fire boards, put back to the point. William Carlson there. Pacioretty down low to the corner, the holds it, Pacioretty checked by Hurdle, sends down low, knocked away by Vlasic, and Couture banked it off the left boards for Hurdle, empty net, score!
0: That's your final. The Sharks take Game 1, 5-2. to two. All right, from there, we're going to segue to our first-ever guest interview on Morning Tide, my good friend Jamie Baker. And i got to admit, I was running hot after the game. He was running hot after the game. And uh, it w- we caught ourselves laughing. All right, it is the aftermath of the San Jose Sharks defeating the Las Vegas Golden Knights by a final of 5-2 in Game 1 of their opening round of the Stanley Cup playoffs. Bakes, I, I mean, just... What a performance start to finish from the San Jose Sharks. There's so much to get into, but I think the first one that I want to ask you about um, is you look at Vlasic, you look at Burns, and you look at Carlson. And this, to me, was the fruition of the idea that Doug Wilson had when he brought EK65 into the mix. I mean, those three guys were such massive
3: difference makers tonight. If you're on, you know, sometimes... It's almost easier. First of all, Ted, great to see you. Jamie, good to see you. There was no salutation (laughs) or anything. I'm
0: running hot, man. Yeah, you're
3: right. We're both, both, yeah, we're we're on high adrenaline alert here. Uh, We've got
0: Jamie Baker
3: here joining us on Morning Time. First of all, thank you. Thank you very much for doing this. This is awesome. This is awesome. um, I'll tell you before I even answer the question, playoff hockey is friggin' the best. Oh, it's the best! <laughs> like if you're, you gotta watch it. It's this is <laughs> must see TV, must listen to radio, and if you can get a ticket, get your butt down to the tank or go to Vegas because when these guys are going at it, the as hard as they can, like it's not possible to do it over 82 games. Like the, the marathon is this regular season. We're in sprint mode, and when you take two teams that don't like each other, that just played March 30th, and they were not happy with each other. No. And then you come out, and and, and you know, they've known that they're going to play each other for a couple of weeks, so you're thinking about it. And then the season ends on Saturday, and it's like, I, I, I said to my girlfriend, I said to my friends, like, on Sunday, I'm like, I'm trying to take the day off. I'm up at San Francisco, but I'm like, I'm <laughs> I'm thinking about the series. Of course. And so the players, you're just so, and then it happens, and the puck drops, and boom. And then the realization of what Doug Wilson, the fruition of what he hoped for, we saw tonight, because this is when it matters. There's all the tinkering in the regular season, there's injuries, there's this, but when the chips are down, the chips are down, and you're on the other team, and you're like, they got Burns, Carlson, and Vlasic. That's a problem, you know. Like every (laughs) team would want one of those guys to have two of them is like a dream. Three of them, you're drooling over. Yocum Ryan, he lost a battle, a one-on-one battle in the first period. I didn't really say it over the air to Will Carrier, and it was just the type of battle you can't lose. Mm -hmm. It was just it was he, he, it was too easy for Carrier to get off the boards, and it created a chance and. You know, sharks ended up no harm, no foul. They didn't, but but it's the one the coaches they see that. So they didn't play Yolcum Ryan. They almost went with five defense. Those guys can handle it. Um, but the forwards, I mean, when you got the big three, and I know two of them got they were first and second star tonight. It's a lot for other teams to handle. It right? is, and then and then you have the depth up front, um, and then Martin Jones played great. So we'll get keep. So yeah. having those three is a daunting task for other teams. Now, I will say one thing, and Pete DeBoer was asked about it this morning, and he his answer was great. He goes, yeah, this is, this is great. Like, who, who wouldn't want this? He goes, but as great as these guys are, you, they can be great players, but you still have to go execute. You have to execute on the power play. Because the other team will have something to say about it. They're still going to pressure these guys. Both Carlson and Burns, as well as they played, they still made some mistakes. But when they did, there was a support valve, whether it was Martin Jones or a forward covering them. And we didn't always see that in the regular season. We didn't see the forwards back-checking like their hair was on fire like they did tonight. (laughs) And when they do that, it allows the defense to be even better than they are like now they they, they're not worried about making a mistake now they can go play their game they can ease in they can be aggressive and that's when those three guys are aggressive things good things are happening for the sharks
0: it was amazing to me to
3: watch because we saw what we saw tonight for brief periods
0: of the regular season when everybody was healthy and you didn't know if that was going to happen tonight because I mean, listen, uh, you know, Eric Carlson, he's coming back from injury. He got in the last regular season game. Then we got to see Pavelski come back right at the end of the year. He'd been dealing with an injury. Were you surprised that it all clicked tonight the way it did? And – Maybe when the same level of emotion isn't there when you get to Vegas. Not that there's going to be a a less intense emotion, but it'll be different. Were were they running off emotion tonight, I guess is the better question, or is it something they
3: can continue to replicate throughout this series? They've waited a year for this. (laughs) (laughs) If anything, they had to manage the emotion and the adrenaline and the nerves and the excitement. Mm -hmm. This team has waited a year. They had to go through a summer after losing to an expansion team in a close series, a hard-fought series. But a series the Sharks last year felt, if they win, then maybe they're the ones that go on and push towards Lord Stanley Cup. Yeah. And they had to think about it all summer, and then they had to play them this year. They got beaten handily twice. And they were prepared for this team. Uh, coaching staff, Pete DeBoer all the way down the line, like, like you know, Steve Spot, uh, Rob Zettler, Dave Barr, um, you know, the goaltending coach, and Dan Darrow, the video coach, just uh, Johan Herdberg is the goaltending coach. They, they were prepared, and they prepared the team for a ferocious forechecking team, a pressure team like Vegas, who when they get their momentum going, they kind of, they don't break teams, but they get teams frustrated, and you start to make mistakes, and that's where they counter. Well, they, mm-hmm. they didn't get that forecheck, like... We saw it a bit in the third. There was a couple of shifts in the second. But that the Sharks did a great job coming back, breaking up plays either on the zone entries or when they were in the defensive zone, pushing Vegas to the perimeter. And then ulti- ultimately, the the stuff that they've been working on in practice that we've been watching them do, they, yeah. they execute it in different ways. Sometimes it was a low center play. Sometimes it was a bump back off the wall. Sometimes it was a chip out. But they were communicating and making the right plays. And because of that... Vegas never was really getting the pressure and building on the pressure, which is how they beat teams. That's what they that's that's how they marched to the finals Mm -hmm. last year. I'm down at ice level and I'm watching both and I I could see it. I could see it. in like they were thinking and they're like, okay, things weren't going their way. Gerard Gallant, he's his demeanor on the bench is a little. He tries to keep things light. And then, you know, he can be hard. He makes guys accountable. But I was watching his facial reaction in the first period, first period and a half. He was studying what was going on and not liking it. And and it was, he doesn't know I'm looking at him, but <laughs> I, I, I am. You know what I mean? I'm just, I'm just, you're not, you're looking for whether it's a, just a little tick or something that's like, mm. yeah, you can see, you can tell, right? And yeah. you're down inside the glass. That's, that's why I'm down there. Um, he didn't, he could see that the sharks were. Playing a little bit faster and but winning more battles.
0: Here's what I want to say to that. And again, we've got Jamie Baker right here on Morning Tide. Jamie, you are our first ever guest. It's fitting, it's, by it's the way, nice. because we used to do this uh, over the phone a lot. So yes. now we get to do it in person. We're at we're at the arena. But the the thing that really impressed me about the Sharks' performance tonight is that I am not willing to say that. Las Vegas played poorly. That game was very even throughout the first. Yeah. In the second period, one of the things we talked about was that the top-level talent on both these teams, absolutely supreme. When I talked about it in the first episode of this show, I said the top-level talent for the Sharks, I feel, is just a smidge better. Now, in the second period, that top-level talent for the Sharks flexed. It changed the entire momentum of the game, whether it was you know, a dime as usual from Jumbo, whether or not it was, you know, Bernsey doing his thing, whatever it was, the Sharks' top talent simply flexed. And that, to me, that's a difference maker. That's how close these two teams are. Because, again, up to that point, it was back and forth, end-to-end. Vegas was down by a goal after one, but it was by no means anyone's
3: specific controlled game at that point. You need the top guys. There's no question. You look last year, their top line, you know, of – of William Carlson, Jonathan Marcheseau, and Riley Smith, they combined for 17 even strength points in that series. They they outplayed the Sharks' top line, which was also banged up. No Joe Thornton. Um, the You know, my three keys to the series are, are key moments, win the key moments. I didn't think they won the key moments last year. You know, I, I go to Game Three, and the series was one-one, and it goes to overtime here. And I, I remember Flurry making that glove save on Logan Couture, and then five, ten minutes later, William Carlson comes down and beats Jones, and they, and now, now the Sharks are chasing the series. They were down one nothing. They tie it up one-one. They're down two-one. They tie it up two-two. Then they go and they lose three-two. They never, they never got ahead. They weren't getting leads in games. They weren't getting yeah. leads in the series. Tonight they got a lead in the game. They built on the lead you know and and then they now have a lead in the series so it's like you're forcing the other team to to, now it's like a chess match now they have to make some moves like what are they going to do are they going to change their line combinations are they going to stay the course is there something that they're going to try and do different and then you know the sharks they obviously want to stay the course but they have the manpower to do it but they also had to get to flurry and that was the difference this year than they last year. They and, were... and those all three goals in the second period all were high, so he was susceptible high. That's what I was gonna say. A lot of shots were high tonight on Florida. Is I would that get... the scouting report? I mean, is that it, well? He's he's a butterfly goalie. He's very athletic. He's got an amazing you know. He made that one great glove save yeah. on Logan Couture, but like we caught him once, he was kind of cheating down a little low on a. It was it was in the second period, and it was just a, near the end of near the end of the period. And and it was Michael Haley. It was a weird, and we caught it, we caught it, and we kind of talked about it. It was like he was just down a little low, like sh- short side top corner was actually open. Um, tough tough to pick it, but like a, a real goal scorer might pick it. Mm-hmm. But that tells me that maybe Flurry was off a little bit, even though he made some good saves. Um, but at the other end, all the questions about Martin Jones, like you right. can't fault him on the two goals, but like he makes that breakaway save on Riley Smith. Derek Englund gets another chance right after that. That's like, that game's 4-3, who knows. So you you got the, what the Sharks did tonight. Key number 1, they won the key moments. Key number 2 is for me for the series, manage momentum. And I thought they did a better job of it tonight. And they handled it when they were under duress, under pressure in the third and the that third, you know, key for me. None of these are like none of these are like specific tactics or any technical stuff. These are kind of more, you know, higher level that over the course of a series happens when you do when you when you know you stop and start and your sticks in the right place and all that you know what i mean <laughs> i do i you, like all the good habits but the third one is every shift's an investment you're like you you have to like whether it's like forcing them finishing your check blocking a shot good change whatever taking a puck in the face like every shift is an investment because this still could be a very long series because Vegas is a good team easily and you know it's funny that you bring up the stick position because it takes me back not to bring up
0: a painful memory but game seven against the Kings in 2014 I was down on uh, the glass with you and you were talking about you I remember specifically you're saying the sticks are up here they need to be down here the sticks are up here they need to be down here and for you to specifically point that out now five years later that's, that's a difference. I mean, that's a difference. Well, maker, that's how really. they got the
3: empty net goal, was they just overloaded. Their, they were in stop-start mode, all the guys that were on the ice. And I forget who the player was in Vegas, came out of the corner, tried to make a pass. Vlasic deflects it. He gets some s- support from Logan Couture. Pavelski was right there. Couture takes the second, smart play, chips it off the boards. And then Hurdle goes in, dumps it into the empty net. And But it's, you know, you look at, if you look at Kane's goal tonight, in the defensive zone. Kane with a big hit on Stone. Puck comes up to him on the boards. He chips it off the glass. Nyquist, I'm telling you, he worked his ass off getting up the ice. And he and he broke up the play. I mean, he went so hard. And there were two, two Vegas guys there. And then there were two more Vegas guys coming. And then the, I, I forget the other shark that came up. I'm not sure who it was. Um, Might have been Logan. I'm not sure. Whoever it was came up. Or Hurdle. I think it might have been Hurdle. Yeah, I think it might have been it was. It was Hurdle. And they broke up the play, and then the puck ended up going back to Eric Carlson. And then the magic happens. He waits that split second, puts it through Stone Skates right onto the tape of Kane, who deflects it top corner. So we'll all watch that. But the way they got the puck to Carlson, that's hard work. That's determination. That's like investing in every shift. You know, that's winning key moments. That's managing momentum, doing the right thing, you know? Like, finishing your check, make the smart play, ferocious check, poor checking, speed, unbelievable ability to win a battle, and then now you get to use your high-end skill and make the other team pay the price. And you know what? That goal, that... To make 3-1, that goal, key moment. 4-1, that's a deflating goal for Vegas. And it also gave the Sharks the buffer in the third period when Vegas made it. Uh, four to two. Yeah. yeah. Now again, we are uh, in the uh, the rafters above
0: the uh, arena, following the Sharks There's five like two. I don't advantage. even
3: know if it's called the rafters. It's like we're like we're w- we're <laughs> among the pipes. <laughs> 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 we're higher than the rafters. You know, I'm, we're looking down I, at, I at the rafters. <laughs> when
0: I go down into the seats. I can't watch hockey the same way because I'm so used to watching it from up here. Right. And obviously, it's a little different for you because you you played it and you're down there on the glass for many many broadcasts. It's weird for me when I'm down there in the seats now watching. It doesn't it doesn't look
3: right to me. Yeah. I like it from all vantage points, to be honest. I do. I do. Um, you got a little more experience than I do. So, like, you know, analyzing a game up from up high, it's just easier because, you know, everything's a little bit slower. But, you know, I love that. Like, we have a three-man crew. So, yeah. Hedy, Hedy's with Randy, and they're, you know, they're at the bottom of Section 250. That's the best spot in the NHL when those guys are there. Um, but tonight, being on the glass, like, I'm picking up some different, you know, I'm I'm catching more of the raw emotion on the benches. What did you you, know? Okay, so if you see that raw emotion, what did you think when Pavelski came off? What did you think when Timo came off? Well, when Pavelski came off, I knew that he got hit in the mouth, um, and I didn't think it was going to be that bad. Like, I thought he was going to be able to come back. Uh, when Timo went, came off... I could see that he had a cut on his chin. I'm not one to say him. I'm like, "Get your butt back out. There. You got to go show the refs." <laughs> yeah. He didn't show any of the refs. I thought he came up. We talked about it. I said, "I think he came off the ice too quickly." Mm-hmm. And he knew he was cut, but it's like, "No, no, you got to you got to go show the damage because that's a 4-minute minor." But by the time the refs kind of converged and started talking about it, Timo was already back getting checked on, you know? So it, that's something I, you know, I, I think that's something as a team you got to you, you have to address and talk about. It. It's 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 every here's the thing everything everything matters at this time of year there was there was some instances in the second period i love talking about second period um how a fourth line can contribute if they can get pressure in the offensive zone and force the other team and have a good shift and momentum and force the other team to ice the puck now what you have is the the the, the other team so vegas they can't change so they've got some guys that are Half halfway through, maybe more through a shift, the Sharks can put out their top players, including, like, this is when you put out Burns and Carlson, mm-hmm. right? This is like... <laughs> and, and the other team's like... Which oh, well, still what? sounds absurd when people say it. Right? And so you do that. Well, if you win the faceoff or whatever, it's it's a long change for the other team in the second period. So this is like... Does this... We talk about it during the regular season, mm-hmm. but all these types of little mini shifts of emo- you know of um, of momentum and all that like that's a it's that's a key moment right there. Like if the Sharks go on to score a goal, you know, and uh, following that because mm-hmm. they've got arrested top line against the other team's third or fourth line that's tired and just ice the puck or they draw a penalty and score on the ensuing faceoff. there's there's like two key moments the actual goal but the actual facet of drawing yeah. that or forcing that icing and so and that's when i come back to every shift matters because you're not going to dominate every shift every every game you know for the entire game but if you manage you know when you do have one or two bad shifts you don't let it build, yeah, and you win the key moments. You come out on top because the teams are close, and that's what the Sharks did tonight.
0: Well, it comes back to the idea of, that I alluded to. It's they—they they flexed at the right moments. It's the the overall talent shown through at the at yep. the right stages. And I know you got to get rolling. So just one last one for you because uh, this is great stuff. by the way. <laughs> it yeah. is. It's fantastic. I'm so happy we're doing this. Uh, I, I got to know because you said that um, previously in your career when you were dealing with a uh, big game day, playoff game, you said there were walks and you said there was gardening. Was there any of that today? And maybe maybe now you've added yeah. more yoga to the mix.
3: I went to my yoga today. Um, I actually, what did I do this afternoon? I spent a little more, t- I, I, <laughs> I took more time because um, I, you know, all the stuff I've been through personally. So I have like a train the brain regimen. I have mm-hmm. a daily gratitude journal, a law of traction journal. A, I read the Daily Stoic, Daily Stoic journal. Um, I actually dug in there and I, I started just I was writing different things down. And it's just um, it's a form of mindfulness. It's just very relaxing and all of that. And because and a lot of my prep was done, I came to the rink a little bit earlier. I had some stuff to do, I had, had, had an interview to do, and then I had to go speak uh, to some uh, prospective season ticket holders. We had our and then we had our normal 5:30 meeting, production meeting, but yeah, very much along the lines of not thinking about the game, just yeah. kind of distracting myself uh, and, and getting ready. I was, I was. I texted somebody at three o'clock. I'm like, okay, when's this? Let's, can the time go faster? <laughs> so, so I was aware of the time, if you will. So yes.
0: So I think I was like that because my wife was saying,
3: "Ted, you got to get out of the house." I was running hot. I was just, I was. The first game of the playoffs. <laughs> you know what? I, I said this at our meeting. I said I have a feeling this is going to almost have a feel of a game seven because these teams have been thinking about each other for so long. They're both so good. Neither of them want to go down one nothing in the series. They can't stand each other, and lo and behold, I think that's kind of what we got. Even though, but like, if we get, well, we don't want six more of them. We want (laughs) three, four, or five. Like we want the Sharks to win in four, five, or six, not seven. Only the fatigue factor could have a carryover to the next round. Team like Calgary's open for. But 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 honestly, like one game at a time. And tonight was just an awesome display of hockey by both teams. And the team that played a little better and captured the key moments won, and deservedly so. Also an awesome performance from
0: the fans here tonight. Oh. The vi- think about good the vibe was on the 30th when these teams just met here. And this what I mean, exponentially better. It was so loud in here
3: tonight. People have asked me, what do you think about, er- uh, about uh, Eric Carlson?" I'm like, I don't know. Let's go <laughs> win the cup and then find out. Because when he starts th- this... I'd want I want more of this. Oh, it's unbelievable! Like this, you come out of that shark head, that's like that's a bucket list. I think I think seeing a sharks game live is a bu- it's like Yankees going to Yankee Stadium. Like a couple summers ago, my daughter and I, my youngest daughter, she's like 23 now, so she was what 21. We're in New York City, and the Red Sox are in town. I'm like, we're going. I don't know what I paid <laughs> for the tickets. Like I didn't care. It was worth it. Yeah, we're like Red Sox, Yankees, and Yankee Stadium. We're like bucket list like that's like you know what i mean so seeing the seeing the players come out of the shark head like that was kind of the first of its kind in pro sports Mm -hmm. and this rink is so loud and it's known for its volume and the volume pump up the volume and you know turn up the tank here at playoff time we saw it tonight well eric carlson gus nyquist guess what officially Welcome to San Jose, right? guys. It's friggin' awesome. Come playoff time, just it's better than you think, 'cause you you can't imagine it until you you got you have to go through it. You got to go through the shark head. You got to hear the crowd. You got to feel the energy in this building when it's rockin'. And that's why t- you know players and coaches from other teams always say this is an intimidating place to play. You could
0: feel it. It was it was something else, man. And now we look ahead to game number two. But you got to go, man.
3: Yep. I appreciate Bakes. Yep. Thank you
0: so much, Thanks. man. Keep up the great work. Thank, Dad, you, I appreciate doing. that, man. The fact that we're doing this uh, it makes my uh, heart swell with pride. This awesome, It's Unbelievable, good stuff. All right, so from Bakes, let's get into a little bit of the post game reaction from the San Jose Sharks. Starting off with the head coach Pete DeBoer. Let's hear what he had to say about Joe Pavelski and uh, well, the loss of teeth.
1: Well, tough as nails, you know. You take a puck to the face like that, didn't go down. <laughs> Only missed, you know, maybe a shift at the end of the period and, and then played the rest of the game. So, you know, there's, there's no other word for it. Just, you know, he's a, he's a warrior. Now, for context, I also want to provide some of uh, Joe Pavelski's postgame
0: scrum with the media talking about his dental injuries.
1: I feel,
3: I
2: feel all right.
1: You yeah. describe in as much detail as you can that play. Like did you even <laughs> see the pop?
2: like Uh, I don't know. Um so Bernsey had it, you know, sometimes there's traffic, sometimes there's not. Uh kinda looked like he was starting to release it and I didn't even see it come off his stick and it was kinda hanging there. Yeah, I suppose. That it didn't feel good. Wait, did you have to take stitches? Did you I mean I don't Yeah, yeah, like there's a couple team. in there. A couple of yeah. teeth are on and we will we'll go try to get them fixed and see how we feel tomorrow.
1: Nothing's broken, Joe?
2: As far as jaw and stuff, I don't think so. It's sore, that's for sure. Um, a few teeth are gone.
0: His jaw is sore. He's had a few stitches and a few teeth are gone. But otherwise, Joe Pavelski sounds like he's okay. I'm sorry. I can't, I can't help but laugh while I'm describing that because he is just a, a hockey player, playing and simple. Back to Pete DeBoer. This is what he had to say about his team's overall performance.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, we had a good team game. I thought of all three zones. Um, But, uh, you know, we're going to have to do it again and we're going to have to do it even better uh, because, you know, they're going to push back. So uh, we did a good job tonight. Good enough to win one game, uh, but there's a lot of hockey left to be played.
0: Now, one of the big reasons that the Sharks looked so good on Wednesday night was the fact that they had Eric Carlson out there, and to me, it looked like he was at full strength, and you know what, his timing occasionally was off, but he was also good enough for
1: two assists on the night. Here's head coach Pete DeBoer. Uh, You know, I don't know about a proof. I thought he was excellent. You know, I thought he he was excellent the first game back, too, so... You know, and I think he's going to get better and better, which is which is good for us. He's got another level I think he can even get to, but he makes a huge difference for us in our defensive and offensive game. Carlson spoke with the
0: media. He was asked about how his groin feels after two games back and, of course, playing at such high-level hockey right away. No, it felt decent out there. You know, it's just going to get better and better. And, again, I think that we played solid today as a team, and, you know, that's why we came away with the win, and that's how we're going to have to play uh, every game to have a chance to, to win. Now on the other side, head coach of the Knights, Gerard Gallant, was not exactly pulling any punches in describing what he saw on the ice on Wednesday night. So they played us in every pass of the game tonight. They played hard, oh. they played. They worked, competed, and we weren't near good enough. So they did a good job, they played hard, and like I said, we weren't near
1: close to good enough,
0: and we'll have to be better next game. Ken Bolkieson, Vegas. did they do anything different in the neutral zone that, that kind of stymied you in this game? Um,
3: they didn't do anything different from what we expected, but uh, they played a lot harder. We weren't good enough. Like I said, our guys got to be ready to play more competitive hockey than we played tonight. So they did a good job. They played a great game. We weren't competitive enough, and we didn't work hard enough to get
0: inside on them. And So overall, they played a harder game. Again, Gerard Gallant not exactly pulling any punches. And now we look ahead to game number two between the Sharks and the Golden Knights, and really, you know, we and Bakes talked about this, you know, it's going to be the emotional response that both teams have because Vegas is going to come back and look to be the counterpunchers and try and land one on the Sharks and steal one of the two in San Jose, whereas the Sharks, they're going to be going full bore, trying to get a 2-0 series lead before they head to Vegas. And again, it's, it's really hard to read right now because as good as the Sharks looked last night, and I believe they are that good. We could definitely see the Sharks up two games to none after two in San Jose, see this go back to Las Vegas and watch Las Vegas take two games there, and then, of course, we do the back-and-forth dance. These teams are very evenly matched. I know that the Sharks were at times more dominant tonight, but again, and I talked about this with Bakes, my assessment was they did not play a poor game. The Sharks simply played that fantastic of a game. The Sharks were able to flex at key moments that thrust them to a 1-0 series lead after a 5-2 win. That could change in game two, or it could not. We have to play these games to find out exactly what the San Jose Sharks are versus what they are not because we have just simply not seen enough of them at full strength, and hopefully now we do get to see that and see what they're capable of. For a couple of stretches in about the middle of the year, the Sharks looked amazing. We saw that same style last night. And a big part of that was the fact that Eric Carlson was out there. He hasn't been out there as of late, but now he's back and he's ready to go. And the Sharks looked all the more impressive for it. Without Carlson, they got some big wins as they made their way through Canada. Now they've got Carlson back. They're facing off against their rivals, the Golden Knights, and they have got to find out just how good they are, just how good Las Vegas is. They did a pretty good job in game number one. They put a stamp on this series. I think that teams that win game one of a seven-game series – in the NHL have an over 600 wins percentage, which I, you know, I believe. I don't think it's that hard to, to, to even, you know, why would you even doubt it? But the fact of the matter is, the Sharks now have this 1 0 series advantage. If they go out there in games two and three and really put the pedal to the metal, I think they can end this series very early. I don't know if it's going to be a sweep, but it could be five. If that's the case, the Sharks will be sitting pretty heading into the second round. All right, that wraps it up for this morning's Morning Tide. Remember, if you need to get a hold of me for anything, hit me up on Twitter, at TedRameyMedia. Well, maybe not anything. I don't know how to help you if you're out of cornflakes or anything. But stuff related to this talk show, yeah, hit me up. Stuff you want to discuss people you'd like to see me interview, other ideas, come at me. I'm all for it. All right, for the San Jose Sharks, I'm Ted Ramey signing off.